Check, check, mic check. Check, check, mic check. <laughs> Welcome to Podcast Envy. I'm your podcast boss, Andrea Clunder, and today I've got a super bossy solo episode for you all about booking podcast guests. And before we get too far into this episode, I wanted to share with you a five-star rating that we received for Podcast Envy in Apple Podcasts. This is from S Chicago 55 S Chicago 55 If you are listening right now, thank you so much. I super appreciate it. It says, great resource. Andrea is awesome. This podcast is super helpful in navigating the podcasting world, which can be really overwhelming, especially when you're first starting out. Really appreciate this as a resource. And there are a total of one, two, three, four exclamation points in this review. Now, I have to say that I don't do a lot of asking for ratings and reviews. And if you are a super podcast listener, you probably hear all the podcasters saying, leave a rating and review in Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and review, leave a rating and review. And I don't usually do it because there are other things that I think are more important for you to do, like visit the show notes, like sign up for one of my classes or join the craft and culture membership. And too many calls to action can kind of get you bogged down in like, oh, I have to do all this work just to listen to podcasts. So this review is actually the very first review that we've gotten at all in 2020. It's been since 2019 that we've had any, and we only have a small handful. I know, I know, I know those of you who are my friends in the podcasting world who are listening to this episode are like, yeah, but Andrea, remember ratings and reviews don't have anything to do with your position in the charts, getting you into new and noteworthy in Apple podcasts. They're basically worthless. So what's the point? And that has been the song that I have sung for quite a while, but I'm going to change my story just a little bit. Yes, all of those things are true. The statement, it really helps other people discover our show, kind of really sort of isn't the case. And it doesn't really mean a whole lot. But here's what ratings and reviews actually can do for you. One, it's social proof and proof of concept. Hear me out. There are a number of podcast booking agencies and PR agencies who help their clients get booked on podcasts. And I happen to know that the advice that many of those agencies are giving to their guests is to look for shows that have a large number of positive ratings and reviews. The reason why is because if their guest is super busy and only has a limited amount of time and wants to use podcasting as a way to promote their book or their program or their course or just gain visibility, whatever it is, they want to maximize that time. And so one way that you can do that is by looking for shows with bigger and more engaged audiences. And for the average everyday agent, there isn't a lot to go on because you can't just go by what's in the top of the Apple charts because that is a humanly curated network dominated space and doesn't really allow for a lot of space for great indie podcasts, which can be the pot of gold for podcasting guests. 
they can't know how many subscribers you have or how many downloads you have because that information just isn't publicly available. And it's not really tabulated in any kind of cohesive way across the board, across platforms that makes any kind of sense whatsoever. So one of the metrics that they look at is how many ratings and reviews do you have? The converse of that is if I am trying to reach out to a potential guest that I would love to have on my show, someone who I am seeking out, who I don't know personally, who doesn't know me or my show, when I ask them to come on my show, they may look at my ratings and reviews to see those same pieces of information. Does she have a large engaged following? Is this going to be worth my time? Of course, that is not the only way to measure whether being on a podcast is worth your time. There are so many other factors and benefits there, but this is just one metric that potential guests and bookers look at. Also, social proof and proof of concept for other opportunities like speaking engagements, like book deals. I happen to have one client who landed her book deal as a first-time author, largely because she was able to leverage the social proof of the combination of her social media following and engagement and her podcast following and engagement, public evidence of which was by the really large number of ratings and reviews that she had for her show. And finally... Podcast ratings and reviews really feel amazing. It is so rewarding to know that the work that you are putting into your show, the thought, the effort, the passion, all of that is appreciated by someone. Because as you know, as a podcaster, sometimes it can be really hard to know who is actually listening and what they're getting out of your show especially when you get a detailed review or feedback about a particular episode or topic or way that you're approaching something, that gives you a clue of how to be responsive to what your audience is needing at that time. All right, all of that is to say, thank you so much for the rating and review. And I have found a way to make it super easy for you to help me out and do the same. So if you have never reviewed Podcast Envy, I would love for you to go to this URL, ratethispodcast.com forward slash envy, ratethispodcast.com forward slash envy. This is a service that exists that allows you to claim your podcast and then using this handy dandy URL that you can customize, it will take the users to a menu where all of the available apps that they could leave a review in show up and they can pick one and leave a review for your show very easily through that platform. Why is this URL helpful? Not everyone has an iPhone and not everyone uses Apple Podcasts. And so ratethispodcast.com offers options like Podchaser, which is an online podcast directory. Or when I clicked it, I also noticed that it gave me an option to leave a review in CastBox. I didn't even know that CastBox had a review section. Super useful. Again, that URL is ratethispodcast.com forward slash envy. I'd love to hear from you there. And it will be linked for you conveniently in the show notes for this episode. This Nuts and Bolts deep dive topic was prompted by one of our community members. And frankly, I see this come up often as a huge pain point for podcast hosts, especially those with businesses to run who just can't spend a lot of time chasing people down, sending reminders, dealing with no shows. 
I have to admit, I've been pretty hashtag blessed when it comes to booking guests for both Podcast Envy and my other show, The Creative Imposter, because the type of guests that I have on are pretty content marketing savvy and know the value of appearing on a well-produced, expertly curated podcast. Even for the shows that I produce, even for the show that I produce with high school students in Chicago, Power Your Story, I have had to work a little harder because our guests need to fit specific requirements, record within a narrow window of time when our program is in session, and fit within a niche season theme that the students themselves come up with. Even still, we can boast a pretty high success rate when it comes to booking quality guests who show up and provide a ton of character, personality, and value for our listeners. So what's the secret? I'm going to walk you through the exact process, tools, and boss tips I follow for booking podcast guests. But first, it's podcast angel time, where I suggest products, services, events, and opportunities to help you make your show the envy of everyone else. And in return, these angels help support my show and my business with cold hard cashola. It's a win-win-win for you, them, and me. This time around, I want to invite you to get more confident, be more expressive, and build a legion of fans by learning how to use your most important podcast tool, your voice. I'm offering Let Your Voice Shine Friday, August 14th at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time as part of the PodFest Global Summit as we attempt to set the Guinness world records title for largest attendance for a virtual podcasting conference in one week. Wow, that's a marketing mouthful. The official summit is from August 10 through 15 with a whole pre-show week prior full of amazing speakers and facilitators on every podcasting topic under the sun. This online summit has something for everyone from podcast pros to those just dipping their pinky toe in the podcasting pool. Come on in, the water's nice. And ticket prices start as low as free. Of course, there are premium and VIP upgrades that you definitely want to consider. The link for all tickets and to RSVP is thecreativeimposter.com forward slash pod fest linked conveniently for you in the show notes for this episode in the description in your podcast app and at thecreativeimposter.com forward slash pod nv069. When you book your paid ticket, I get a little something back from PodFest as a thank you for bringing you along. Okay, how to book your podcast guests. Step one, Create a giant monster-sized list of all the guests you'd love to bring on the show. People you know, people you'd like to know, referrals from past guests, recommendations from listeners or community members if that's appropriate. Also include the best way or ways to reach out to them. Are they particularly active on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn? Do they have a contact page on their website? Do you have their direct email? Do they book guest appearances and media inquiries through a company? Hint, don't spam them on all the channels where they show up. Just pick one that they are most likely to respond to and maybe have a secondary outreach method in your back pocket. Organize this list in your project management software of choice. Currently, I'm using Trello, but I also have simply used a Google spreadsheet. Do your homework on their socials, podcast, blog, etc. to know what they are working on, promoting, and talking about right now. That's going to be your hook. Hot take on guest selection. I know we're just on step one and I've already got a hot take for you. 
step outside your comfort zone. There has been a lot of buzz and a lot of talk and a lot of progress and a lot of missteps lately on people trying to diversify their podcast guest lists in light of all of the conversations that have been coming up around anti-racism. And I think it's a great thing. I think that this is wonderful that it is part of the conversation. But I know for me, it's very easy for me to rely on people I know and referrals from within my network and within my circle. And guess what happens when I do that? I get a whole bunch of amazing, creative, thoughtful, inspiring white women on my shows. And while there is inherently nothing wrong with any of those guests, I have to do the work to expand my network. And this doesn't just mean like looking around online for people who do not fit that description to be on the show, that I feel like I need to fit like a quota. That doesn't work. But I have had to do a little extra legwork, research, and outreach to find new people who are talking about the things that I want to talk about, maybe from different perspectives, from different frames of reference, and from different life experiences than who I would normally and easily get on the show. In the meantime, as you're curating this master monster guest list, think outside the box. Reach outside your comfort zone and see who else you can add to the list who might not be the first person to come to mind. Step two, send a message via the platform of choice. Keep it short, sweet, and specific. For example, hey, Andrea, I love the interviews you've been doing for Podcast Envy about pandemic podcasting pivots. Would you like to be my guest on the Creative Imposter podcast? I'd specifically like to talk with you about how you became a podcast consultant trends that you're seeing in the podcasting space due to COVID, and advice that you have for podcasters who want to build a responsive podcast content strategy. You can check out past episodes at bit.ly forward slash CI podcast. I record using a software called Squadcast. We'll see each other on video, but the show will be audio only. If you're in, see if there's a time that works for you here. Include link to Calendly scheduling software and I'll be in touch. Cheers. A few things about this note. The tone matches the tone of the potential guests' social media accounts and content. If someone is very formal and businessy and corporate-y, use that tone. If someone is very casual and creative and entrepreneur-y, use that tone. Also, this type of note is for someone who likely already knows about and gets the value of being featured on a podcast and I specifically sent a scheduling link right away before they even had a chance to say yes or no. This creates so much efficiency and allows them to look at your availability before deciding whether it will be a good fit for their schedule right now, rather than the back and forth of, sure, I'd love to be on your show. And then you send the link, and then they look at the link, and then none of the times match up with their schedule. Hot take, you must use an online scheduling software. It is a pain to try to book with someone back and forth over email or DMs. And with so many robust, reliable, user-friendly options, even free ones, there's really no excuse. I personally use Calendly, though if you already have a different scheduling software that you use in your business or your life, stick with that. So what if you're booking guests in a specific niche who may not be podcast listeners or may not be as familiar with podcasting and may not directly get the value of jumping at the opportunity to be on your show? 
Well, this is a little bit harder, and it's your opportunity to become an educator and to share a little bit more with that person about the benefits to them for coming on your show. Okay, let's take a tour inside Calendly. This is exciting. Are you ready? Now, some of the features that I use are paid features. I started out with the free version of Calendly, which works great, and you can use it too. But as my business scheduling became more complex, I found it totally worth it to upgrade for $144 a year, which is really just $12 a month. And Calendly does a lot of the heavy lifting of scheduling for me. Inside Calendly, I have created different event types for booking the following types of appointments. Podcast interview, free 20-minute consultation, paid 60-minute consultation, 60-minute consultation for prepaid clients, and other specialty appointments that come up from time to time. For each type of appointment booking, I create the parameters of that booking. How long is the appointment? Is there a buffer before or after the appointment? How many of that appointment type will I take in one day? How far in advance can they book? At minimum and at maximum. What information do I need from them when booking? For example, name, email, preferred contact method, custom questions, payment information if needed. Plus, Calendly integrates with my Google Calendar, so I cannot get double booked if I already have something else scheduled in that time slot. And Calendly automatically manages time zones. So there's never a question if someone is in Pacific time and they book with me, I'm in Central time, Calendly will show me the time in Central and the guest the time in Pacific and let me know that that guest is in Pacific when it sends me a booking notification. Easy. Speaking of notifications, I can set custom confirmation emails and reminders via text and or email, as well as an automated follow-up thank you email after the appointment. There is also a link in those confirmation emails in case the guest needs to cancel or reschedule the appointment. Whew, that's a lot of details. But honestly, once you set it, you can basically forget it. So the flow is like this. Guest books the time in Calendly and provides necessary info. Hot take, don't make your booking form too long with too many questions. Don't make them upload their headshots bio, write out answers to all the interview questions ahead of time. I have abandoned many a potential booking form for other shows when it asks too much of me in that moment. Assume your guest is busy and be respectful of their time. All right, once they've booked, using my short, sweet form, I receive a notification of their booking and Calendly pops it into my Google Calendar. The guest receives a confirmation email that includes the date, time, duration, the software we'll be using, tech information that they need to know, for example, they must wear headphones or earbuds, etc., I will include a few general topics we will likely discuss, a request for a high-res photo or photo link to use for promotional and social media purposes, a link to sign the guest release form, which for me is located inside HelloSign. Yes, everyone should be using a guest release, and maybe that's a topic for another day. And this confirmation email includes an assurance that I will reach out to them again closer to their interview date and time. And as I mentioned before, it includes the link to cancel or reschedule the appointment and offers to add the appointment to one of several calendar apps that they may use. 
As you can see, if you had to type out this confirmation email every single time a guest booked with you, it would be annoying. So why not just set it as an automated reminder and have Calendly do it for you? Once I get that notification from Calendly, I will go ahead and schedule the recording session in whatever software I am currently using. For me, that is likely to be Squadcast. Squadcast will then send an automated email to the guest, including tech information and recommendations for getting the best audio quality. I will then manually email the guest a short and sweet thank you for booking, saying that they should have received an email from Squadcast. And just in case, here is the link once again. If the interview is coming up very soon, like in the next week or so, I will include in this particular email any specific topics or questions that I could not pre-program into Calendly because they are specific to that guest that I would like them to consider in advance and let them know that we may or may not get to all of those questions and topics and that we will be open to where the conversation takes us. This takes the pressure off them feeling like they suddenly need to prepare, but still gives them a framework for what we're going to talk about. If the interview is far off into the future at that point, I will save those details until closer to the day. If I have not yet gotten photos or any other info that I need, I will remind them again, saying that I'll be providing them with some social media assets that they are welcome to use once the episode comes out. I always include the link to past episodes of the podcast so that they have the opportunity to listen and know what to expect from an interview with me. Some will listen, some won't. Now, 24 hours before their scheduled interview, my guest will get an automated reminder email from Calendly again, repeating the same information I've already sent them. Plus, I will also send a personal short note to say that I'm looking forward to connecting, remind them of the date, time, and platform, and if I haven't already, include the list of topics and questions at that moment. Hot take, do not send all of your questions ahead of time. Sending all of your questions ahead of time completely negates the potential for spontaneous conversation. And those serendipitous moments that Candace Wu and I talked about in her episode of Podcast Envy that really make authentic podcasting magic. And... Do not send nothing in terms of the direction you want the conversation to take. This creates stress and ambiguity. I have had this happen to me where I have been on someone's show and they wanted to talk about a topic that I could have talked about, but I would have had to give it a little bit more thought and I was totally unprepared and the interview wasn't great and hence I didn't really feel like sharing it that much. Anyway, Calendly also offers the guest the option to receive a text message reminder two hours before their interview. That two-hour time frame is what I set because I know for me, it's really nice to get a little reminder like that. And it's literally just, hey, don't forget, you have this podcast interview for The Creative Imposter coming up in two hours. Now, once I am connected with my guest, at the end of the interview itself, I ask whether they've sent their photo and whatever else I need from them. That's if I know that they haven't. And I also share when the episode is likely to air, if I know at that point. And if I'm not sure, then I say I'm not sure when it will air, but I assure them that I'll reach out to them ahead of time and let them know. Following the interview, three hours later, they get an automated thank you from me via Calendly, which also asks if they have anyone else that they would recommend to be a guest on my show. 
Then a week or so before their interview airs, I reach out with the scheduled publishing date, ask if they have anything new or specific they want me to include in the intro, which I haven't yet recorded at that point, or the show notes description. Once the episode publishes, I send a follow-up email with direct links to the episode that are easily shareable using a service like Pretty Link for WordPress or Bitly. I include social media graphics featuring them and the name of their show, plus a link that will work for whatever platform they primarily use. Currently, I'm also creating an audiogram for each guest. That's one of those nifty little things that has a sound clip from the episode, a still photo, and some little animated graphics on it. I include a few of my favorite quotes from the episode that they can repurpose that make them sound amazing. I also tell them where and how to tag me in any posts on all the social media platforms. Then when I share the episode on social, I am sure to tag the guest. So it's easy for them just to reshare from there if they don't think to post it themselves. Hot take. I never expect the guest to promote the episode, but I always try to make it as easy and as desirable as possible for them to want to. For example, make them shine in terms of how they look and sound in all of your media. I know, that is a lot. Are you feeling overwhelmed? You don't have to be. That is why sometimes I recommend that podcasters seriously consider sprinkling solo episodes far less work, publishing episodes less frequently than once a week so they can manage time really getting the most mileage from each episode, or hiring a producer that can help take on some of this work. It's actually a brand new service package that we are offering at the Creative Imposter Studios along with our elite editing services. You can learn more about that, of course, by clicking the link in the show notes for this episode. But I think that all of these steps, all of these reminders, all of this repeated information, these are necessary. They will drastically cut down on no-shows, people getting the date and time wrong, people getting cold feet, people feeling uncertain. If I have an interview scheduled as a guest and I booked that appointment several weeks ago, a month ago, and it is 24 hours before that interview is coming up in my calendar, and I have not heard from that podcaster since booking, I kind of start to get nervous. Are we still on? Do you have it in your calendar? Did I get the date wrong? Is there anything I should be thinking about? What platform are we using? I can't remember. The more you communicate with your guest, the more you keep them engaged throughout the process, the more information you give them without overwhelming them or without expecting too much of them beforehand, the more comfortable and confident that person will feel and the more important your interview will feel to them. Plus, you look way super professional when you use all of these software options, you have a system, and your guest will know that they are in good hands. Because at the end of the day, that's what they really want. They want to look and sound and feel amazing. And you can do that with a little bit of organization or a lot of bit of organization and preparedness. Now, of course, this whole process takes place in an ideal podcast dream world where all of your potential guests listen to podcasts, recognize the value in being featured, are fairly fluent in tech, and have a brand, message, business, or purpose that they want to promote. But what about 
some niche podcast topics or specialty guesting problems, well, I have a secret episode for you that dives into more of the specifics for those tough cookies inside craft and culture, the exclusive podcast from the Creative Imposter Studios that comes with Podcast Envy Craft and Culture membership. Get access to this episode and more right now, starting at just $5 per month. And if you have a specific interview situation, question, or content challenge that you'd like to talk through with me, I encourage you to book an office hour session with your podcast boss. That's me. You and I will meet online for about an hour. It's totally complimentary. We'll talk it out, record our conversation, and then air it right here on Podcast Envy for our whole community to learn from as well. Of course, if you want to keep our conversation super hush-hush, you can just hire me. I will gladly welcome your dollars into the Creative Imposter Bank account. No problem. Links to all of these opportunities, craft and culture membership, office hours, premium consulting, and don't forget PodFest Global Summit will be where? Let me hear you say it. Podcast Envy is produced by your podcast boss, Andrea Klunder. That's me. The Podcast Envy theme music is by Valentin Sosnitsky, courtesy of the Free Sound Project at freesound.org. And our podcast angel music is by Benjamin Mastropolito, also on freesound.org as Lemon Cream. All music is licensed under the Creative Commons. Our episodes are mixed by Edwin Ruiz. And hey, if you want your show to sound as good as ours, hire us. Put the magic audio mojo of the Creative Imposter Studios to work for you. Thanks so much for listening, and here's to making your podcast the envy of everyone else.